This episode of The Bold Take is brought to you by our boys at New Era Marketing. N-U-E-R-A Marketing. It's a new era. Not like the fucking worthless hats, okay? Uh, These guys are a marketing agency that offers branding, social media management, digital marketing, website design, and development. Um, All your creative services that you need for, for marketing your business. That's right, Sai. They're a local agency with an office right here on Hendricks. I said local, local agency, Jacksonville, got an office on Hendricks and San Marco, super passionate about supporting local businesses, which they represent a lot of them here in Jacksonville as well. One of the really cool things about them is that they're intentionally a small team of marketing experts, right? So they're offering these boutique services to brands but they're delivering some really big results with none of the fluff or the BS that tends to come with when you hire one of these huge marketing firms. And most importantly, they're huge Jaguar fans. So if you see them around the stadium, make sure you stop by and say what's up and give them a follow on Twitter. So if you or anyone you know is in need of a marketing agency, just start with our guys at New Era. Um, They've got an awesome website with recent work examples, um, perfect five-star ratings from their clients. Um, all you got to do is Google them, N-U-E-R-A, marketing. Check them out. Welcome, everybody, to The Bold Take. It's me, Solly. We're going to talk about the Jaguars today, everybody. I want you to subscribe to our YouTube. There's a button right here. I'm joined by Eric Dillard and Derek Illard. He's right there. He's right there. <laughs> Boys, how are we? Amazing, dude. Best lead-in we've ever had on the podcast. Uh, here's the thing. When you listen to and watch this Don't podcast, you have some taquitos to eat, my guy. No, you hear. Listen, listen. I'm passionate about this. I want the listeners. They're gonna agree with me. You need to all go at Solly on Twitter and tell him how badass that was because he thinks he's not capable of doing it, and he just smashed it. He smashed the hell out of it. He he, he felt uncomfortable. He thought he was just doing it jokingly, but he doesn't realize how perfect it was. So go tell him how amazing it was. He's the official lead-in guy. There we go. End of the podcast. We're done. Subscribe to the YouTube. Hey, would you consider that lead in Barry Bonds or Aaron Judge? Aaron Judge, completely elite. There's no substance abuse going on there. Zero performance enhancing. <laughs> my guy doesn't need performance enhancing. He just needs a little swift kick in the butt and he was ready to go. Boom. My guy, deliver him. A plus. Love <laughs> now it. That I feel like, now that I feel like I work for the Big Eight Morning Zoo, how are y'all doing? <laughs> you know what? That's the second best I've felt in the last five calendar days. Uh, right, like number one was when the Jaguars went up fourteen nothing. Other than that, that's the second best I felt in fourteen days. It's fantastic, phenomenal. I humped I humped JB when we got the pick six. I saw it. It was a <laughs> little awkward. It was like a. It was kind of like a Great Dane humping a Chihuahua. <laughs> uh, so. We want to talk about what do we want to talk about today? We want to talk about the Philly game. We want to maybe touch on a little um a little of the Philly game, talk about the home game we have this weekend. This weekend. Yeah, buddy. Mm-hmm. And then uh this is our first podcast in I don't know, two or three years. So maybe we'll do like a we'll recap what's happened so far this year and uh, I like it about a quarter. Is that are we first? gonna do the are we gonna do the quarter awards the official <laughs> bold take quarter awards? Yeah, but is it really quarters anymore when you have seventeen games? Well, it is. It's like it's still quarters, and then the last one's like a cherry on top because you're it's either overtime. out of the bit 
or you're playing for the game, or you're you know you're really just enjoying your okay. your seating already. It's like a four it's layer. Like, it's like four and a dub. Yeah. And doom, doom, doom. Okay. Okay. I like it. I like that. That's good. So yeah, we're gonna get into those. It's nice when you put it that way, actually. Yeah. Well, hope, hopefully, it's a cherry on top for us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not just one final uh, stinky turd. Some teams have raisins on top of theirs, I guess. Pile of coal. Awesome. Um, so, yeah, Dilla, overall, what you think of uh, Sunday? The wings were fantastic once again. <laughs> yeah, they were really good. I, I thought it was actually kind of funny, too. Everybody and their mom was at Monkey's Uncle, which was hilarious. It was like Jag's Twitter unofficial meetup. Um, anyway, uh, I don't know. I mean, the game started out, like, as great as it could. I told everyone almost before the game started – the first time Jalen Hurts throws the ball deep, you're going to have an opportunity. And if you make a play, you can win the game. And they were this close to really winning the game. I don't know if, it, if there was a point in the game where, like, the, everything just became saturated or what it was. But when it went, like, downhill, it went downhill fast. And it was really crazy because from the start of the game until he missed Jamal Agnew deep, the Jaguars were literally perfect. And you could almost say that they were perfect for – Nine and a half quarters, ten quarters. So when you put it that way, in totality of the season, it's really impressive what they did. And then you look at the Trevor Lawrence performance. Well, that was really unfortunate, but it wasn't more of a one-off. To me, it feels like a one-off going forward. It doesn't feel like it's an issue. Well, has he had issues from holding the ball in the past? Yes, but the, a lot of this stuff – was more weather related than it was. I mean, he, uh, Jawan Taylor got whooped twice. And the, the second one, the last one, like he has to have the awareness not to fumble the ball in that situation. It's like right in his face. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, he's looking at it. It wasn't from the back or anything. Like you have to feel that and you have to make that play. And that play is literally to take the sack, get everyone up and going again and, and playing second down. And it didn't happen. So like his overall performance was really upsetting, especially considering how good he had played the two weeks before. But overall, if I, if I look at the game individually, it's, it was really like a gut punch because we were really that close to blowing the best team out in the league. Like, they're the best team record-wise, but they're the best team metric-wise too. Like, if you break down, you know, the, the Super Sabre stats, they're the best team in the NFL. And the Jaguars went toe-to-toe with them in terrible weather without their starting defensive tackle because he got hurt early. And they did get gashed. It'd be stupid not to say, like, you know, all the, you know, you didn't even notice that he was out. They, as soon as he went out, you noticed it. They're, the Jags are small inside when he's not there. And that's going to be a problem going forward. It'll be interesting to see if they combat that with Corey Peters bringing him up. He's been in the league forever. He's like a 10-plus year veteran. But I, I looked him up. He weighs 340 pounds. Like, someone that's that old, if, if it's not eating the space they're in, what are they actually doing? So it'll be interesting to see uh, how they use him. But I don't know. For, like, looking back at the game, I'm not as upset or dis- as disappointed as I was on Sunday. Yeah. And it's one game. Just like in week one, everybody was – the sky was falling. You know, it's, it's one game in the NFL. It happens. I, I think – it's it's funny, right? Because here we are, two and two, first quarter of the season. We won on the West Coast by beating the San Diego Los Angeles Chargers. 
which has never Five, happened. Four touchdowns. Never, never happened before. Look it up. Not just one, but we blew them out. We shut out a division opponent at home that was supposed to be competing for the division, right? A lot of people thought this year was, if not the best team, was going to be competing. Um, two great wins. It's just a really weird feeling because as a Jaguar fan, you're, A, not used to the two types of games that we had in the wins, right? You're not used to that. None of us are, really. If you if you say you are, then you're lying to yourself um, or, or you're new here. And, and so you're not used to the, two, the way we won the two games. And then, frankly, we're not really used to the way we lost the two games either. 100%. And so it's just been this month of kind of awkwardness, um, right? It, it really has, like, as a fan – and, and for me, Sunday was kind of almost like the exact opposite of the Washington loss in the sense that we started out really well. And the fact that we weren't able to win it and pull anything out in the end, and we played like ass in the middle. And then towards the end, we still somehow were only down a score, you know, like we still had a chance, but we weren't able to pull it out. We just kept stepping, stepping on our dicks. Um, <laughs> That was a really weird feeling too, because it's like, I keep, and I don't want to speak for everyone as a fan, obviously, but like, I think a lot of us are probably in the same mental space of the sense that like, we're so used to most of our losses being terribly played games and blowouts that like, we just don't even really know how to lose close games either. And so I found myself like that emotion of being up by two scores and really should have gone up by three scores that like we were riding high, dude. It was, it was nuts. And so to lose that game, that hurt a lot too. Um, and week one hurt because I'm not used to us being competitive and, and almost coming back and pulling it out. So for me, it's very much like my analysis of that first quarter and, and, and that game was a great example of it is it's a young team trying to figure it out, right? New coaches, um, new schemes. It's a young team trying to figure it out. And, and I think that is when, when you get in close games, that's a detriment usually right? When you got a young team who doesn't necessarily know how to win close games, that's a detriment. Um, So that's the, if they're going to have a season that they could potentially have, you know, a division winning contending division contending season, they're going to have to win some close games. And so that, that, that's the frustration for me is like, man, it's a new, to sum it up really right it's a new it's a new feeling <laughs> it's a it's a different feeling um but yeah i don't know how you don't come away from that game at, at least a little bit like well um yeah somehow we were still in it like dilla said right like i mean we went up against a team that's been a juggernaut so far and somehow we were still in it and that's you can take some positive away from a game that really was very frustrating for all of us. Yeah. I think Mike Caldwell has like been really impressive. Um, when like, sometimes it takes a driver too, like they get punished, you know what I mean? For a driver too, like, and it's like the same concept over and over that beats him, but he figures it out. 
And in the Washington game, we saw them get beat. We stopped it, and then they got beat later in the game, and it was, like, just mental. It seemed like, damn it, like we were right there. We were fine. And it's kind of similar in this game. We were we were good early. Um, uh, Fats got hurt. And then they just kept running the, like, option, the choice read option, like, over, 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 over. And it took us too long to figure it out. We figured it out, which kept us in the game. It kept us within that one score the whole time. But it, you know what I mean? Had we figured it out 10 minutes earlier, five minutes earlier, drive sooner, maybe we get an extra chance. And who knows, that, that might have led to Trevor, th- you know, fumbling for the fifth time at that rate. Like, who's to say? Um, but it's really nice to have coaching or coaches that are, like, trying different shit in the game. It's not like, well, we play, we playing this on Thursday, so well, we gotta got to do it, you know what I mean? But on the other hand, for as good as Doug Peterson's been in the creation on offense and, you know, the pre-snap movement and the design, like just the, the really positive stuff that we haven't seen in a long time, bro, you got to run the fucking football, man. Like, like we, it's just like, I understand, like he's, he was like, that was a personal game to him, no matter what they say, like he wanted to beat them. He wanted to play good. And he was addicted to throwing the football early. I said, James Robinson had eight rushes. He was gone for the middle of the game when we couldn't like keep the football and we kept giving it right back to them when they got hot, we weren't giving him the football. I didn't like, it didn't make sense to me. So for as good as they've been, and that's like simple shit to fix. And it's, I I believe he'll get better, you know, as they get going too. but the, the easiest cover up with all of that is if Trevor's better, it's all fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I I think that it, it felt a little bit like, they started the season thinking we got to still ease Trevor into things. And then he played so well, really from like that half half time on in the, in the Washington game and a lot, you know, had a lot of positives played so well, made great decisions in the indie game. Um, obviously played well in, um, in LA as well. It felt a little bit like, they just were going to continue riding that and expecting that he was going to do that. Now he started slow. I remember, you know, we all remember he started slow in the, in the LA game too. missed some throws. His footwork was poor, thrown off the back foot, missed high, missed some throws. And he kind of, he looked that way, even though we got points on one drive, he kind of looked that way in the beginning of this game too. And he just never, so that's, two out of three, you know, that's three out of four games. He started slow. Yeah. Um, and in one of them, he, you know, this is the only one so far that he never really recovered. Um, yeah. and, and so, you know, I, I still have, I, you know, I still think the, the sky's the limit for the dude. Um, for sure. And he's, is, is he going to have a game like that? No, because I don't think he's going to play another monsoon. Um, yeah, and the, the funny thing is, is like at the end, somebody tweeted this at the end of the year, nobody says Trevor Lawrence, 26 touchdowns, you know, 11 interceptions <laughs> and 12 fumbles. It's 26 touchdowns and 11 intercept. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, for sure. I had said that too. Like you don't look at the fumble stat for a quarterback at the end of the year. That doesn't, ESPN doesn't show that. This episode of the bold take is brought to you by Boz executive transportation.
Boz is going to ride you around in the cleanest and coldest whips in Jacksonville. That's right. Where do you need a ride to, Cap? Where are you going somewhere you know, soon that you don't want to drive to? That's a trick question, buddy, because Boz will take me wherever I need to go. Ooh, what's he going to take you in? He's going to take me in whatever I need, right? He's got 50, 50 plus passenger uh, buses that he's got access to. He's got black car service, whether that, whether you just need an old school town car, you want to ride in an Escalade or a Tahoe fully tricked out limousine. My guy's got it. All you got to do is hit up Boz on Twitter at Jack's Boz. Look up Jack uh, Boz executive transportation. All his information's there. Uh, whether it's weddings, graduations, a night on the town with your significant other, a quinceanera, what? What else you got? A trip, a trip to Ginger's. A trip to Ginger's. It doesn't matter. No job is too big or too small for my man, Boz. Listen, we're talking about a guy who is trusted by billionaires, professional wrestlers. He's 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 given transportation to Mike Tyson. You name it. The guy runs the gamut from the ultra important, the elite, the rich and the famous to just the regular Joes like your boys here on uh, the bold take. So Holler at Boz if you need a ride. At Jack's Boz on Twitter, Boz Executive Transportation. No. Yeah, so, and that's like, but talking about Trevor, it's like the perfect segue into the, the Texans game. What a perfect team for him to come out hot against. A team that plays cover two, like a really basic defense, you know what I mean? Like, and we have receivers who are really, they're, they're zone busters. Like, Pete, Doug Peterson's going to draw it up, and these dudes are going to have space. And because we do so much stuff pre-snap, they know what's up. Like, Trevor knows what he's going against. So, what we've seen in the past, and in the same way on defense, we can get into that in a second. When, when the Jaguars play against teams who are more zone-oriented and they're not as aggressive like we've seen so far, they're really going to eat them up. And like you said, it's not going to be raining, so it's, it's just going to benefit them even more. And I think, too, that's something we talked about, uh, Fats being hurt earlier. The defense, it looks like when they play a team that spreads the ball out a little bit, they really are just going to fly around and whoop the shit out of them. But then you see, like, what the the uh, Eagles did. They brought it inside. They played with tight ends, and they kind of smashed us. And we have a really small front. Between Devin Lloyd and uh, Olukun, Olukun, sorry, they're small. Yeah. And, and Olakun doesn't really run that fast. Like, he, he yeah, was kind of dominated underneath on some angles. Bro, he looked like a, a – at times he looked like a duck racing a hyena. Like, it was – I was like, what is what is he doing? He just looked awkward. Yeah. It was – it was. It was rough. And, and, I mean, the really not great part of that, and I think the frustrating part for a lot of us – coming out of training camp when they made the final cuts we saw that right we saw that if if Fatukasi is 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 banged up which he was at times during training camp then there's not much else there man um and 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 the so that's frustrating in itself right because it it feels a little bit like they didn't address it now you can't address I I I accept that you can't address everything perfectly in one offseason um but that's concerning in our division when you talk about like Derrick Henry and the Titans, um, you know, the teams that want to play smash mouth football that as, as going forward, that's, it's a little bit concerning. I, I don't know if there's something they can do. Like you said, Peters is on the, 
uh, practice squad. I don't know. It, it's funny because you look back at seven, 2017 and you're, and you're thinking like maybe you have kind of vibes like 2017 right now. And, and yeah. I don't know if there's a Marcel Darius out there that we can trade for that's going to uh, solve that part of our, of our defense, but it almost feels like if, if they could find somebody, then this defense is kind of one more depth guy in the middle there away from being really, really good. I agree heavily. Yeah. I would be cool to invest in anything. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, my fault. I was just saying like, if they traded anything from a fourth round pick up, like I think with the Darius pick was a six rounder, but like his money was huge. So that like impacted that too. Cause obviously he's a really good player. Um, But yeah, like I would be fine with them moving like actual assets, like, I don't know if I'd move a third-round pick for it, unless it's, like, a, truly a good player who's going to help us win, like, you know, a good caliber player. Um, I see a lot of people, like, su- suggesting Sue. My thing with him is, like, unless we're, like, and maybe in a couple weeks, a couple months, it, it looks like we're making a deep playoff run team, you know what I mean? Like, we get really hot. It doesn't really make sense for him to come here, you know what I'm saying? Like, just well, not enough for him, even though the defense is, like, perfect for him. It is. And I mean, the only thing you can think of is, is maybe he has a good relationship of some sort with Mike Caldwell, right? right. After his time in, in, in um, Tampa, but man, it seems like they got a really good locker room right now. And, 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 sure. and, and it's a young locker room. So I just don't know. So my reservations with him are, are that. And then also I, I agree with you in the sense that it's probably a move that makes more sense if we run off two or three wins here in the next month. Um, but how in shape is the dude? I don't even know. Like, and, and how in shape will he be in November? Um, sure. If he, if he's not playing for anybody yet. So um, yeah. Hey, look, it's a good conversation to be having like, Hey, we might need one piece to like be a, you know, a really, really good defense. That's better than, um, we need seven pieces, right? So that's good. I was just going to touch real quick again on, on something from the Philly game. Yeah. It was – they're such a hard team to prepare for on like mm-hmm. a on, – on what really was kind of a short week, right, because the long trip and um, – because they their run scheme and the way they want to play is so different from everybody else in the NFL, really, that you're going to see. Um yeah. So I, I think we saw a lot of that. We saw that we had, you know, a couple of young players in that front seven as well. Um, missed some fits and kind of make some poor decisions. So I don't know. I'm interested to see because the Texans, you know, they've got Damian Pierce now. And by all accounts, I haven't watched any of the Texans yet because why the fuck would I? Um, but by all accounts, he looks like the guy that a lot of us thought he was coming out of Florida. Um, so this is a great week to bounce back and, and stuff him. Right. And, and make Davis Mills have to try and beat you, um, and, and, and kind of get away from, put that in the rear view mirror, that, that terrible showing on, you know, as far as in the, in, in the run defense for, from last week. Um, cause I don't think they're doing anything really complex on the other side of the ball from an offense perspective for the Texans. So, um, Yeah. Does Chris Conley still play for him or did he stay cut? I don't know. I haven't even looked. I mean, I know obviously they've got Cooks and Yeah, they've got Cooks and Pierce. That's all I know. Yeah, Cooks, Cooks usually cooks us. Um <laughs> but I got faith in the new guy, man. I really like the new defense. It's so much fun to watch. They're just I don't know. It's fun for it's, once. 
everything you hit the nail on the head in your opening kind of comments like not only do you feel like there's a really high level of competency in the game plan and in the scheme and what they're trying to do but also it's fun on both sides of the ball too you know what i mean like it's not only are you like wow we got good coaches this is great because sometimes you can have some good coaches who are boring as fuck you know like but it's fun like it's fun um so it's you know what frankly i'm gonna look right in the camera when i say this we deserve this facts we we had to watch like 14 and a half years of that stupid stupid scheme that gus bradley brought here i mean it was actually so validating watching trevor lawrence keep that shit up it felt so good i felt it was funny it's like you know it was uh it was kind of like watching someone else sleep with your girlfriend right like (laughs) because at the end of the day you know exactly what that feels like and you're not used to it being someone else like it's like so extreme but i feel what you're saying (laughs) (laughs) never never experienced that um chris conley Chris Conley has two targets and zero receptions on the year he's still on their team so they signed him back that's awesome well let's hey put some respect on that guy's name all pro chris conley all pro wide receiver chris conley been there did that Hey, let's talk real quick before before we talk. That's what I was going to say. Like, I was actually going to bring that up. Before we get more into Texans thoughts this weekend, um, comments on, you know, missing Zay Jones, which that's like missing fucking Terrell Owens, in my opinion. Um, That's how good that guy is. But Jamal Agnew, it was fun to watch them scheme up some ways to get him involved. Yeah. It really was. The interesting thing with Jamal Agnew is if he catches that touchdown pass in week two against the Colts, his stat line looks crazy right now. He'd have like eight catches and three touchdowns for like 180 yards. Like I don't know. You know what I mean? But something like that. Like his game would have been his game stats would have been better than Evan Ingram's whole year. Yeah, I think that like surprisingly, I didn't think it was possible to see early on in the year when they signed a lot of these players. I saw a lot of the stuff underneath opening up. Like, I think we all saw that, like, with what they had. But they're really scheming it up to where these guys are springing open deep. Like, someone – like, even Christian Kirk caught a deep ball in that monsoon. Like, it was underthrown ball like everything else that was thrown that day. But he caught it, and he had, like, two catches for 60-something yards because of it. You know what I mean? So, it's really interesting how – I don't really know how – like – I just like imagine if this offense had a true X receiver in it because of what they're doing without a true X right now. It, it makes me excited and like, you know, genuinely excited for the future too, which it's a really weird feeling to have about the Jaguars. Like genuinely. The the one thing with the deep ball right now is Trevor's got to be perfect on it. He doesn't yeah. have a guy out on the edge from a vertical perspective that he can just throw something out there and the, you know, the guy's going to attack it, right? Like he's got to drop it in the fucking bread basket right now. And and he's been off on some of those for sure. I mean, obviously he missed that big one on Sunday, um, which wasn't even like a super deep pass or anything, but um, he, he struggled a little bit so far on some of that vertical stuff. Um, but man, is he fun as hell to watch when he gets outside that pocket, isn't he? Like, it, it's just like, some of the throws he makes and some of the choices he makes um 
it's like it's cool the 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 future hopefully is bright with uh with that one um yeah yeah as he makes you go like what the fuck he like absolutely makes you go what the fuck like that was crazy you know what i mean like i know exactly what you mean and there's some things that i think like he's obviously gonna need work on cleaning up footwork a little bit of mechanics stuff like that um he tends to go back to some of those bad habits but dude i just feel like the thing that gets me most excited about him is his processing ability like what he's seeing the decisions he's making for the most part i mean he's not missing a lot of reads like he's he's like yeah and and so it if the game continues to slow down for him and he's got the, the, the voices in his ear that are as experienced as the guys that he has right now on his side, um, uh, that's, what's encouraging. I mean, it, mm. if, if, cause some of the off schedule stuff, like, yeah, that's cool. It's great. It's fun to watch, but you know, what, what's really going to determine how far they go. And frankly, you got to have some of those that, it's funny to win close games. You got a guy, you got to have a guy who can win off script a little bit, yeah. right? Like, you know, especially against really good teams and other really good quarterbacks. Cause you're talking about Josh Allen's of the world, Patrick Mahomes, guys like that, who can just create something. You got to have that. And I think he's got, you know, we're seeing good glimpses of that. You got to have the guy though, who, who processes and, and makes great decisions and who knows exactly where he wants to go with it to win these close games. And, and I think we've seen some really good growth there so far with that. So that's super encouraging. My, my one knock on him too, and even if we ignore the four fumbles and I feel like we haven't seen that many people talk about it because he fumbled the ball four times, that interception he threw was bonehead. It was just bad. Like that's the kind of shit he's got to like eliminate. Like there was a receiver literally in the same vision path, like where he was looking, who was open. And it was a player who could make a play. So not only could he have gotten the first time, but he could have gotten more. It, you know what I mean? Like I, 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 I know what you mean. And yeah, he, he, but can I one second? Like that. What's frustrating is like that was the first time they had moved the ball in 25 minutes, and they were having a good drive. And then he just like I don't know if he like thinks he has to go into hero mode or what, but it's like, bro, keep taking what they're giving you. Like you are so good that if you keep taking what they're giving you, they're going to fuck up and you're going to get what you want. Yep. Cause you're that good. Just take I what think, they give you until they mess up. Cause they're going to mess up. I think that's probably the, the exact wording that was used in the film room. You know what I mean? Like, and I, I really do chalk that up to a guy who has insane arm talent or just insane ability. Right. And he's always yeah. been that guy. And that's yeah. the throw that he can probably make in college and that he can definitely make in high school, right? He right. can go, he can say, okay, yeah, I got the guy on the first level, but I can go to the second level. I can make that throw. Well, you're not going to make that throw in the driving rainstorm. It's just a poor decision. And yeah. one thing that we've seen from him so far is he seems to learn from his mistakes. So, um, yeah, I, I do. I chalk that. It was a terrible interception. You can't throw it there for every reason that you just laid out, but I kind of chopped that up to, like again that being young it's kind of like a you know one and a half year player like a you know a half year player right now yeah. how shitty everything was last year so um you know look none it so it's it's funny because everybody has this feeling like hey we're okay you know two and two 
Like we'll take that. Like nobody's running away with the division right now. We look competitive. We'll take that. With all that said, the Houston Texans have beaten us 417 times. I don't know if that's the exact number. It's a ballpark. 417 times in a row. In a row, folks. 417 times, give or take a couple times, they've beaten us in a row. So all this good juju, this good feeling, all this, man, how much of it do they lose if they lose on Sunday? Yeah, if they if they lose, oh, if they lose on Sunday, I I will be in the dumps. I don't care how they lose. If they lose, if it if it rains for fifteen hours again and we fumble eight times again, I don't care. That I will be so upset if we lose this week. I think we are good. I think the Jacksonville Jaguars are a solid football team who are going to be a problem down the road, and if they don't make it into the playoffs, it's because they're inexperienced. Not because they're bad. It's because they do stupid shit down the road because they're young. They should beat the shit out of the Texans at home. That team sucks. That's the end of the day. I think the Jags are good. So I think when they play a bad team, they should whoop their ass. Um, just, yeah. I wish I could be on your level of where I'm so confident in what I'm seeing right now. And that's, listen, that is, that has zero to do with this team. Zero. Like you are probably right. Like my gut tells me you are probably right. in everything that you just said, my head and my heart as a fucking battered Jacksonville Jaguars fan tells me, I don't know. Are they really that good? Houston's going to come have something nice. Are we allowed to have nice things? I don't know. You got it. You got a second for some some reasoning. So the first thing that got me was when they were talking about going out west, and they kept saying the Jaguars have lost this many times. Yada 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 yada. And Doug Peterson said that was then. That's got nothing to do with right now. And that was like the first time where I was like, "Yo, this guy's different." He's like, it's like. Before Doug Peterson is going to be like, we're going to look back at this thing. There's going to be two Jaguars ears of con, like before Doug and then like other Doug. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what they're going to break it down as, but Doug and then the other Doug. (laughs) (laughs) Baloney Doug and ice cream Doug. Yeah. And, and I like, are we going to win Super Bowls? Like, probably, but who am I to say? You know, so like, (laughs) it's just, I think it's really like that's trending in the right direction because this shit, like, I don't know. It feels like, you know, Cap always says this, like it doesn't take all the other teams 10 years to rebuild. There's parity in the NFL. Worst case, I feel like we're a team that even when we're on NBC playing Sunday night football every, you know, every week, like, you know, who's a terrible team that you hate watching the Denver Broncos. They're probably on TV like tomorrow again. Like, (laughs) We're going to be like that where they just like, man, this team is terrible. And then you see their record at the end of the year and they're like 500. That's going to be tight. That's where we're on our way to. It's, oh, it's, look. Hey, sign me up. Tell me where to go get in line. <laughs> Tell me what cool flavor Kool-Aid it is this week. And I'm ready to drink it. Don't get me wrong. What yeah. I am communicating is I just am not used to it. 
I'm not programmed to be used to it. To What's it understand gonna, what? What's it going to take for you to for you to be on that level that Dillard's on right now? Um, it's not beating the Texans. Like, that's not going to do it for you. No. It, well, honestly, that's 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 a first step, right? Like, because right. <laughs> no, step. it it, re- it really oh, is because uh, I have a good feeling right now. What it's going to take? I'll, I'll I'll break it down for you in the simplest of terms. I have good feelings right now. What it's going to take is for them to not take my good feelings and go, <laughs> right? Like, that's what it's going to take is for them to not do that. That's a start. And then for me to really, really believe, because I'll be honest with you all, man, I didn't believe in 2017. I thought we had so many warts. I was about I, to go here, but there was one game yeah. where it switched for you, wasn't it? What game was it? Pittsburgh? Uh-uh. Seahawks game. Seahawks game. When you when you when when they won a game where you thought there's no fucking way we're winning this game today, that's when you're like, okay. I I thought, okay, we have a chance to win the division and, and be a playoff team. Like I thought that with that. But I also knew we had just like we were dragging an anchor right on the offensive side of the ball and they had, so, they had enough poor showings today of all days. How dare you? I'm not saying just Blake. I mean, and there were some moments like that Seahawks game where we don't have 2017 without, without the boat. <clears throat> Listen, I'm on record. I'm on record on Twitter. Go yell at T-Wig, not me. Um, No, but it, it's, I, I need to see just a fairly consistent team for like the first eight to 10 games for me to be like, okay, we're, we're a good team. Like we're a solid team. You feel like you have four of those games, but you need, you need half a season or more of that. Oh, for sure. For sure. Especially the way we lost the two games. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like for all the positive spin that we can put on them, like we have for the past month or so. Mm -hmm. And again, this gets back to more of a me thing than a them thing. Like, it's just, I'm, I find myself sitting here waiting a little bit and with every decent performance and every competent coaching job, it it gets whittled away a little bit more and more, but I still feel myself sitting here at times saying, waiting for the other shoe to drop. You know what I mean? Like I I just fall out from under you. Yeah. Like, and, and again, me thing, not a them thing. Here's the way I look at it. Young team, right? Overall, young team. Extremely young quarterback. Coaches experienced, but a lot of other people are, you know, fresh. But the team itself, if you looked at the Jaguars roster before the season started, if you looked at any list, 1 to 32, if we were lucky, we were 28. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Terribly ranked team. Yes, thank God. We're 28th this week. Right? But check this. The Jaguars have lost two games for one reason. They beat themselves. In both of those games they've lost, they beat themselves. They didn't get beat by the other team. They have yet to play a football team and lose because the other team was better than them. Now, you can make the argument that the Eagles are are better than the Jaguars. I'll agree with that. But in that game, the Jaguars were whooping their ass, and then they started fucking around, and they lost. Mm -hmm. And in the Washington game, we played like ass. We played very good, and then we played like ass again. They didn't the, – the Washington team didn't do anything. So we have Wentz, two losses. Wentz, made, Wentz made a couple of good throws when he had to, but 
Oh yeah, but overall, we were so awful to start the game, and then that you know, it's no matter how you look at it, it's a bust play. Safety didn't get there. Shaq didn't bump off the line. It's bad football. They beat themselves. They didn't play the, the you know what I mean? Yeah. And this because they're so young and the roster is supposed to be not so good. Seeing the losses come from close game stupidity, where you know we're not, and now you can say the Washington's a terrible football team, but the Eagles are good. And we beat we beat the Chargers who are supposed to be good. And the Colts look like a bag of ass, but they're supposed to be good. Yeah. So that's why, and it's for me, it's it just seems so different than in the past. Yeah. Like, I, so I, I think part of it for me probably, and this is my own, you know, neurosis is I don't think I was expecting them to come out in the first four games and look as good as they did at times. So now it's like, that's thrown me off so much that I'm like, okay, is, is this, is this a mirage? Right. And, and, and it, the more analytical side of me looks at the data looks, you know, at what I like objectively tries to sit back and, and look at what they've done in these games. And I say, I don't think it's a mirage. I think they're an actually pretty, you know, an actual decent football team. I just don't know that I was ready for it. And then the way they've lost a couple of games and then couple that with it's the Jacksonville Jaguars. And now we're playing the Texans who we absolutely should beat. when they actually do beat them, <laughs> then, then I will be able to feel like <laughs> This might be new, folks. This might be a new feeling, and we should embrace it. Um, <laughs> From the moment I see you on Sunday, I'm going to be uber confident, so I hope you're aware. Right, listen, man. Um, <laughs> you know, my father-in-law was talking up this uh, the, the Eagles game. He thought we had it in the bag. So, um, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of used to everybody around me. Um, which my mother-in-law, first of all, we got to address this. Oh, yeah. man, yeah. She, she, that needs to be spoken about. That's upsetting. Kathy, I love you. And <laughs> no, I don't think that you made uh, Trevor Lawrence fumble the ball 18 times, but maybe folks, it ran a little harder. Folks, we, we, we got to have a conversation here. This goes out not just to my mother in law, but to anyone. We're still the Jaguars to a degree. Okay. And we need all of the positive. Juju, we need all of the positive, um, call it superstitions, whatever it is, but we need all the luck that we can get. So if we're up against what is arguably, maybe not arguably, the best team in the league at the moment, and we're up 14 to nothing, you're not allowed to change anything that you've done to that point in that game, okay? Like you're not, you're not and and God bless my mother-in-law. I love her, but she was watching the game at home because she felt bad for my brother-in-law because he had to work. So he was kind of in and out and trying, he's, you know, he's trying to get updates of the game and stuff. And she, she, she felt bad. So she stayed home for a little while to, to keep him up to date. We go up 14, nothing folks. We were expecting her to show up. She hadn't shown up yet. I'm like, Oh, well, she's, she's watching the game there. Okay. We're up 14, nothing. All of a sudden, we missed that throw and like she walks in and I'm like, Oh no. Oh no. And again, probably more a me thing than a her thing. But again, I just immediately, I'm like, no, like Kathy, what did you do? 
why like why and, and my wife is punching me in the arm she's like don't be a dick like don't be stupid what are you talking about and i'm like no like you understand i'm a jaguars fan we're up 14 nothing against the philadelphia eagles who are three and oh and have looked like juggernauts we're up 14 nothing we had a great pick six a good drive like no I, I at that point i had to piss like a racehorse I wasn't going to piss till the end of that game. I was not getting out of my seat. I wasn't going to change anything that I was doing. And, and so, so look, listen, I'm looking into the camera again. This is a serious topic, folks. I need all of you. All right. So this is going to segue into the next conversation that we need to have here publicly on the bold take. Superstitions, luck, it all matters. Okay. It all matters especially with the Jacksonville Jaguars still, we may have Trevor Lawrence, Doug Peterson, right? We may have Zay Jones, the Zay Jones, James Robinson. We may have all of these guys, but we still need luck on our side right now. Okay. I'll let you know when we don't, we still need it on our side. No, sorry. Hold on. This is true. We need luck on our side. So I, I need all of you. I need all of you. Now I'm going to look Eric Dunn. I'm speaking to you. No more away games, my guy. No more away games for a little while. Don't you don't have to quit them forever. Just like a brief hiatus, maybe. Like, let's see if you are the curse, right? Maybe like don't go to the next one. And and because it's it's not good right now, Eric. It's not good. Um it, it, and and we just need you to do the right thing. Do you hear me, Eric? Do the no. right. Thank you. Go ahead, Sally. I'm sorry. I have a along the same the same vein. I have a confession to make. Oh no, it's it's, it's troubling. Oh no, I'm I'm troubled already. <sighs> I haven't told anybody this. Oh boy, I'm not quite sure where this is going. So, <laughs> week one, right? Yeah. Okay. So before the season, before the season, I made arrangements with a certain. You know, we have a lot of dugs in our in our world in our jaguars world i made the arrangement with a certain other doug that he was gonna send me some champagne and cookie videos if we happen to win any games this year that was exactly how i phrased it. i said hey man it would be <laughs> awesome you know, people on twitter talk about you all the time like they miss you like send me the videos if we if we happen to win a game send me the video and i'll post it and people will love it right he was like hell yeah sounds great <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about our boy Wiggle, of course. Right. So week one, 11.45 left in the fourth quarter. James Robinson runs the ball in. We go up by eight. Remember this, boys? Yep. Got to tell you, I sent the message to Doug, and I told him to preheat the oven. No, Solly. What the fuck were uh, you thinking? Yeah. What were you thinking? Do you, did you forget momentarily the team that you root for? Yeah. The lead, the lead distracted me, blinded me. Honestly, we, we, believe we had an eight-point lead. Tali, we got to have a moment here. We got to talk to you about something. Jaguars have played four football games, right? They've played one football game at home, three football games on the road, right? Jaguars played one football game at home, and they won. Guess who wasn't there? I'm just saying, if they lose on Sunday, it's something to think about. It's, that's the litmus test. There it is. Like, I mean, but it's like Eric Dunn. We have to get this type of stuff out in the open. It has to be out there. I, I respect it. I respect it. I'm, listen, I'm disappointed, but I respect the fact that you're bringing it to the table. 
I respect that. And, and you know, we've won two games since I made that mistake, which show, tells you how I've behaved since then, right? Yeah. Posted the videos. It all went fine. I it's learned simple. my lesson. Look, you talk about believing. I, I need, like, what really would have given me several steps towards believing more, Sally, is if even in spite of my mother-in-law's poor decision-making, we would have pulled that game out then okay we're cooking with some gas there like you know like like 14 Uh nothing all of a sudden we all blink and you know take a sip of our drinks and it's 14 14 all of a sudden and you know turn the ball over 83 times but still win the game i'm a believer so you guys want to hear oh my bad keep going keep going keep going i was saying i'm getting closer i'm getting closer so yeah i have like a really weird superstition with my college football team and I only wear Alabama gear on game day if I'm going to the game until after the game. Right? <laughs> so, <laughs> Saturday morning, uh, Spurs played the 7 o'clock game. Lucky you, Cap. Um, but I ran – before Spurs play, my superstition is I get a, a croissant from Burger King. So, I had to wake up, go snack like that. But when I ran and did that – I put my Alabama like hooded long sleeve on and I was like, no, I was like, I pulled it off immediately. And I was like, something bad is going to happen today. And I was like, I don't think we're going to lose, but something bad is going to happen. And what happened? Bryce Young got hurt. So that shit is crazy. I'm just saying like, it's wild how stuff like that happens. I haven't made that mistake in like eight years. And I fucked up on this past Saturday and he got hurt. It's crazy. Did you send him like a, a DM on Twitter or something apologizing or? Nope. That's you know? just something I got. So I said, we got to get it out there. So I had to, even though it didn't really. Uh, look, I respect stuff, all of this. I, I, respect, it out I respect all of this. I respect all of this. Um, yeah. So, so folks, listen, that's the message, right? The message is <laughs> we got, look, they're doing their job, right? The team's doing their job. We got to do our job. We got to do yeah, Eric, Eric done. Do your job, man. Like just, Take a break for a few minutes. Just right? don't go. Just don't go to a game done until they lose another road game. Yeah. At least, at least. I know you want to go to every every road game. You you know you love to travel. You want to see the stadiums. Let them lose one more without you there, because if they lose the next one with you there, this heat goes goes up another notch. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's troubling, Eric. It's troubling, and no one, <laughs> no one. Listen, no, it's it. Sometimes we have to make difficult decisions. Sometimes we have to make difficult decisions. Sometimes we got to come clean. We got to do it. Look, I respect this. This is the forum for that, right? This is the forum for that. Um, this is the trust tree, the the circle of trust. Um, so bring, listen, go. Feel free to at the the pod handle if you have some confessions of your own from the two losses, right? Maybe this could be cathartic. This could be cathartic for all of us. Everybody makes mistakes, right? We're not used to having a team that's in games where this kind of mojo and juju, like where that really matters, right? Normally, like, none of this shit matters at all. It's just like, yeah, uh, I don't make it matters at all, head, but it doesn't fucking matter. It's a loss. Yeah, yeah. But so we got to look. It's 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 we're all learning to win as well. It's not just the team; it's us. We're learning to win. So, um, and it definitely pays off. I mean, against the Colts, normally I sit one row behind Cat, but I sat three rows behind them. And after the first touchdown interception, we celebrated, and he was like, 
what are you doing? Like, come down here. And I was like, nah, bro, like, this is working. And he was like, you're right, you're right. And then we stayed there the whole game. I respect it. This is the essence right here. You know it. Listen, man, fanhood without superstition is not fanhood. Okay. That's just that's just the way it goes. So look, we we checked the boxes. Um, I don't know if you want to get into any more specifics about the Texans game, but no, we already covered it. We expect what they're asking. And, we're, and we're, we, we're dropping a we're dropping a 50 burger on their asses. Yeah. Oh my god. We 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 got we got some confessions out of the way. We spoke very sternly but lovingly towards our pal Eric Dunn. Um, I think all that really leaves is uh the official can I get a trumpet, please? Can I get a trumpet? <laughs> Fantastic. Um, the the ultra official and even more prestigious bold take quarter of the season awards. Folks, big, big deal here. Big, big deal. So we got together, um, the esteemed hosts of your second favorite podcast. And behind, behind Dunn and Drew. Behind Dunn and Drew. If you got a door and it's squeaking bad, who are you going to call? A1 Sliders. 386-538-6835. Duval, get you a free estimate from our boys at A1 Sliders if your sliding glass door sounds like shit. And uh, they will make it sound like nothing. That's I think that's what Dillard was getting at, wasn't it? Who are you going to call? A1 sliders. Sliders. You can also check them out at a1sliders.com. You know, they got all the info up there. But what they're going to do is make your make your rusty door uh, not rusty. Yeah, free really free good. quotes to people. Free quotes. There's no, listen, no obligation. Look them up online. Give them a call. Get your janky ass door fixed. Get you a new one. That's one of those things that's like worth every dollar you spend on it, man. You don't even realize how bad that thing's stressing you out until you get it fixed. True. Go do it. A1sliders.com. And we decided, you know what? We're going to do some, uh, some, some quarter awards. And those awards are... Sally, do you have them? I have them. The patented MVJ the most valuable jag of presented the- by a1 sliders right a- the a1 sliders most valuable valuable jag oh. of the quarter all right we're gonna start with that one we're just gonna go right there Should we? Yeah, you wanna- yeah give you me the other that? two give, give us the other two categories and then we'll decide where we're starting well so we got the mvj yep. second category the downer of the quarter presented by downer jag fan Shout out to Downer Jack fan for the sponsorship of the podcast. Sponsor. He doesn't know that he's a sponsor, but he is. Uh, we've got the last but not least, the biggest surprise of the quarter presented by Boz Transportation. Somebody. Never a surprise when Boz shows up. Got, and then we've got the bonus fourth one that you guys don't know about yet. And that oh. is, that is like, whoa. <laughs> that is the biggest fly swatter of the quarter. Yes, sir. Good. Yes, sir. Good. Yes, sir. Get around. Good. 
Boom. Good work. Every time. Boom. Yes, sir. Get low. Get low. Get low. Yes, sir. Get low. Get low. Get low. Yes, sir. Good work. Good. Yes, sir. Good, 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 yes, sir. Good, yes, sir. Good work. Hands up, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Good. Hands up, hands up. Good work. Hands up, hands up. Good. If you guys, hey, we're gonna, we're gonna, if you guys are listening to this audio only, you gotta go find it on YouTube. Scroll right to that minute and watch Sally flop around. <laughs> I got it solved. Just go to your Twitter timeline. Our boy Carlito is gonna fucking snip that real good. That's good. That's very gifable. Um, that's yep. There it is. There it is again um it, i'm gonna need you to do that at the tailgate on sunday just see so you like really fully like full body i need to see full body with that um, you want me to wear the same thing he was wearing in the video too uh, sure hey, after after a circle up we gotta get everybody to do the table on <laughs> we'd all end up slapping each other in the face <laughs> fuck that do it during the circle up we'll call it a, you know what we'll call it the calvin chase everyone's chasing <laughs> Because it looks like everybody's chasing each other anyway. <laughs> the Calvin Chase. The Calvin <laughs> Chase. Um, yeah. Well, I've, speaking of awards, I've, I've got some ideas for uh, um, some, you know, some actual prestigious tailgate awards. Um, oh. some that maybe we'll give out to, uh, to former players out at the slab at the tailgate. So more to come on that. More to come. It's still oh. a workshop. But uh, – all right, let's. Which one do we want to start with? I I think we need to go with um, biggest surprise, then MVJ, then downer. What do you think? You want to end it with a downer? That's 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 a good way to go into yeah. the Texans game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Well, I'm cool. Like- you guys go first. You guys go first. I'm interested to hear uh, who you got. Dillard, who's your biggest surprise? My biggest surprise so far is going to be uh, Foley. Foley Fatikasi. Um I knew who he was before we signed him, but the way he's played when he was healthy and now we've seen a game without him. Um like what a like what a really solid player, like solid plus player. And the fact that he's made players that we had on the roster previously much better um that are playing right next to him. I think that's like an incredible like attribute to have, you know makes makes the players around him better while he's also like impacting the play off you call that the multiplier effect buddy yeah right exactly so he's my guy nice you or me sally yeah you go who's your surprise surprise i gotta look i've got to uh it's not an easy one for me to to uh to admit to here because um i was quite hard on him for most of last season but that's uh mr i'm calling him mr because i got i need to address him properly mr rayshon jenkins um has been by far for me the biggest surprise uh the guy looks like he has a home in this defense um and and yeah i mean what, what else can you say about him man he's flying around he's making good decisions He's he's not only just playing solid, which would have been an upgrade really over last year. He's not just playing solid; like he's making plays, and and so yeah, I've got to eat some crow on that one. Um, first time I've ever had to take back a nickname, but I'm I'm happy to do it. I would love to do it for Calvin Chase as well, um, and a litany of others. <laughs> uh, 
but yeah, for me, that's, that's my guy. Biggest surprise for sure. Solly. You guys are making me dig a little bit here. Hmm. I got one who's, I had an honorable mention. Who's your honorable mention? Go for it. Uh, James Robinson. Like you can't, you can't discount what the fuck that guy's done and doing right now, nine months after an Achilles. Like, am I surprised to see that he's a good player? No. Um, Am I surprised that he's been as effective? And and Dylan said it early on, right? Like in in this process and training camp and the preseason, like he has the type of game where an Achilles like isn't necessarily going to completely kill him. Yeah, but but just I mean, like he's a surprise because of the 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 marvel of medicine at this point. (laughs) Like, so yeah, yeah. I'll I'll go ahead and spoil my. I'll go ahead and spoil my MVJ. He's my MVJ. I mean, that guy. If you give him the ball, if you give him the ball the way he should have got it last week, maybe you pull that out and are three and one, and maybe he has almost four hundred yards already this season. I mean. Yeah. So I'll spoil my MVJ. I, I, I got to give it to him. What? Right. Dilla, what do you got for the most valuable Jaguar of the quarter presented by A1 Sliders? My most valuable Jaguar of the quarter is uh, Zay Jones. Led the team in receptions after three games. Um, I would say even though Agnew played really well last week, we definitely miss Zay Jones. Um, Zay Jones seems to be like – a literal safety blanket. Like, I don't know how much more literal of a safety blanket you can get than 10 catches for 85 yards. My guy's literally the, the life jacket. He, he's your Uber driver after a night out. <laughs> he's, he's, Boz, he's Boz showing up when you need him in the car. That's true. Uh, he, he's Mr. the guy. Without him, you're in tough shape. He, he's Mr. my reliable. Guy. That's awesome. Yeah, that's uh, so I was kind of torn on the most valuable one. Like, I'm going to go with a guy who I think it's interesting you went receiver because I'm going to go receiver as well. And I'm going to go Christian Kirk. And and I, I think for me, when you look at like a most valuable guy, he fits the bill right now. If I had to pick someone on the offense, because I think he changes the offense more than anybody else, really, as far as opening things up, as far as um, giving Trevor that option uh, that he definitely didn't have last year. So that's it for me. Now it's a tough one to have after maybe he had kind of by his standards so far, he had a little bit of a down game last week, had a couple drops. Um, you know, and so on and so forth. But, but yeah, uh, he, he's a guy who, and he's to be perfectly honest, he's been a little bit of a surprise. You know, I've been su- pleasantly surprised with the production and how good he is as well. Guilty. So good, good feelings though. Like having these guys who you had doubts about who are like coming out <laughs> and playing well. Yeah. Shout out to Trent Balkin. Shout out to bulky masterclass hashtag um, the real wizard. All right. So, you know, I want to put a positive spin on the final award. So maybe, maybe people listen, guys, if you get this award, I want you to take it as an opportunity to get better. All right. Don't think of it as you're bad. 
take it as an opportunity to say, you know what? I'm on a pretty good team. And there's all these guys who are playing really well. Some of them are surprising. Some of them are living up to the hype. Now I've got an opportunity as the downer player of the quarter. Think about it, gentlemen, if you're chosen here, if you just improve your play too, how good could we be? How good could we be? So there you go. A little positive spin on a negative kind of connotation. What do you guys have? I'll go first. Um, And I think, you know, if if we talk about the corners, it's pretty obvious you're going to go with Shaq Griffin. But really for me, it's Tyson Campbell. My dog, turn your head around and play the ball. two times you're our guy we've been selling out for you we've been calling you cornerback one and you've been beat two times in four games because you won't turn your head around um it's it's upsetting me personally so i need you to play better i just need you to turn around and make a play and now everything that tyson campbell sees in front of him he will attack like the interception in week one but if he's got to run with the receiver he just might get mossed every single time so I need him. He, he's my guy, a good player who's just not doing what I think he can do. Hmm. I like it. Well, I got I got a similar vein, and and I love what Cap said. Take this as constructive criticism, and think of how you're gonna, you know, act so that you can live up to your draft hype. And so <laughs> my guy is going to be the first round running back, Travis Etienne. You have a long run on the season of 27 and a long catch of 23. You were drafted to hit home runs. And I know, you, you know, the injury, the injury is, you know, a factor here. And, and to be honest, he's looked better than he did in the preseason. He's, he's more consistent. He, he looks like he's seeing the field better. But that long has got to come up. We need one of those home runs. James Robinson is coming off an ACL. He's got a 50-yard run. Or a, a, a yeah, no, no, let's, let's, let's not put that juju on him. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm with well, – so that's what's interesting too, right? Like this offense has looked so good at times, and he hasn't broken any big plays. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If, we can get, if we can mix in a few of those here or there. That's all. Um, give, me, give, me a couple, give me a couple long strikes. Yeah, with ETN, my thing is, like, they, they kind of featured him week one, but since then, they haven't really done it. And, like, when it comes to the gadget plays, like, look who it is. It's Agnew. Like, the, the one of those yeah. touchdowns where he was outside, came back to the running back spot, and then went back outside the receiver. Like, that, that could have been ETN. But, no, they chose to go the other guy. Dude, they're creative enough and and multiple enough that like it very well may be ETN the next time, right? They'll show For those sure. looks like yeah. So that's yeah, no, but it's it's important to note. It's worth noting, I should say, that in the early going, to your point, some of that gadget speed stuff has been been more of Agnew than him. Um, yeah, I kind of look honestly like the way James has looked when he's gotten opportunities to carry the ball. I kind of look at etn now is like just a, a bonus thing like if, if we can get some big plays out of them i don't need 50 60 yards a game on the ground from them no. uh, or you know i don't need 50 60 all-purpose yards from them every game like on average 
just give me every other game a big play. Yeah, like, give me that, one of the plays. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. why I went with the long instead of what's his average or how many yards does he have. Your long is 23 and 27. Yeah. I want more than that. But look at the guy who's small sample size. Look at the ball who got the guy two or three times this past week for the first time, the Jermichael Hasty cat. He made plays with the ball in his hand, and he's the third string guy that we got off the San Francisco like last cut. You know what I mean? And he didn't hit the home run or anything, but he was someone that when he came in, I was like, hey, watch that guy right there. They're going to give him the ball. Or he's there, you know, they're going to find him in space. And they gave it right to him. He made someone miss, and he got yards. Like, that's what we should be, like, getting from ETN. And, but what we get now, ETN's had a couple of runs where he's, like, bounced off the first guy and, you know, turned it into 10 yards. But he gets hit-sticked on every play, crushed, just blown up on every play. And it's really interesting. He runs so high. Um, I, I'm, you bring up our boy, Jamichael hasty. And I, I'm, I know we're kind of going long on this award here and I haven't even given mine yet, but, um, I do find it interesting. Like, how are they? Cause Doug is not afraid to use three different guys. Right. So, you know, obviously hasty got here late, right. Probably still picking up a lot of the protections and the offense and, you know, shit that he needs to, to, to really get dialed in to get some more opportunities. But um, yeah, look, I think it's all, if, if ETN can be consistent in, in what they're asking from break a big play every now and then, and then you can utilize hasty as well. That's only going to make James Robinson better too. Um, you know, as the season goes on. So anyway, um, yeah. Travis, Plenty of room to, you know, I'm saying, Travis, plenty of room to get better, Travis. Like, you're good. Cap, who's your downer? My downer, man, is is a guy who, I got to be honest with you, I've been tough on him since he got here, and, and, and he's a downer because of what he's being paid, and that's Shaq Griffin. Um, you know, and I, and I understand Dilla's perspective on Tyson Campbell because we have these expectations for him, and, and I, and I get that. For me, it's like, hey, you're one of the highest paid players on the team. Talking about Shaq Griffin. And it could be arguable that the defense had their best game of the season without you on the field. Um, right. That's a problem. That's a downer. Like, we uh, should be the guy and saying, like, this is a guy who's going to make <laughs> plays for us. And if he's not going to make plays, then you're just like, a, hey, we don't hear his name often. He's solid. Like he's not yeah. giving up plays either. And, and so, man, I, I hesitate to, to take it to this level. Cause it's, it's unfair. Cause I would say, I don't know the dude and everybody works hard to get to that level, but I just kind of almost get the feeling from him. that He's a dude who got the bag and is pretty content. Like I, he's still a guy at an age that could get better. Yeah. And I, I just, I don't see like, I don't see any trajectory right now where, where he's going to get better. Um, and so that's kind of disappointing. So that, that's my downer. Um, it's kind of interesting that, like, if you look at the Rayshon Jenkins and Shaq Griffin friendship, free agent signing pairing, if you look at them through one whole season and four games, now Rayshon Jenkins was bad and injured and Shaq Griffin was bad last year. But, like, here we are four games in and, you know, one of them was literally your surprise and one of them was literally your downer. And 
It's like Shaq doesn't even make any play. Like to me, it doesn't seem like. And now he's not. It's not like he's getting burned every play either. But when he does get beat, it seems like he, he just looks like like he, he looks like he's playing a little bit slower than everybody else almost. You know what I mean? Um. So I agree with your concerns, and but I don't know. You, you've seen him be a good player in the past, and hopefully, like something clicks for him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, look, I, I think too we've got to we got to get more of a pass rush with four you know in the games where we've we've struggled a little bit we've we've struggled to get that so that'll yeah. make every that'll make everybody on the outside better right um you saw we got that pressure on hertz and he threw that ball behind you know the the pick six like you know it's um so that to me that's the biggest question mark with the defense going forward is like how will they consistently affect the quarterback with only rushing four um yeah. can they so it'll yeah. it'll help play in the two statues the next two weeks yeah well here we go here's <laughs> to this because i'll be in attendance for both of them boys and if the both jacksonville if the jacksonville jaguars win the game on sunday eric dillard has already committed that he's coming to indianapolis as well so there's a decent chance yes <laughs> uh all right well hey hey solid episode boys um hey if if we're being completely real though in a in a very very solid episode i'm i'm obviously biased but in a very very solid episode it never got any better than it was in the first five to ten seconds like elite elite lead in give it up give it up dilla give it up for our boy give it up do not forget do not forget (laughs) to ask solly you got to at Solly on Twitter and let him know that you want openings like that every week. You want him to bring the energy, bring the flavor. That's what you want. And you know who would like, you know, who's going to love that opening JB. Love you, JB. That's why I love you, JB. Love you, JB.